Hi there, it's Frank Opinion, and the uh, time and date of this recording is, it's February 22nd today, Monday, and it's about 2.30, and I thought it was time to check in again, and, and the reason, I'm what I'm doing is, I'm really not going to do these unless something happens Um that reminds me of a story or something that happened to me, something I think you might find entertaining or, or interesting. So I, I do have a story for you, and it's a true story. And it's about my dad years and years and years ago. And I'll tell you what led to my thinking of the story, which I hadn't thought of for years. But before I do that and, and before I tell you a joke, um, I, I just want to make a quick comment on on the fact that we we seem to not be doing a very good job of this, you know, everybody love everybody and all inclusive. We're going the opposite way. There's more hate than ever. And I want to give you just a couple of examples of what I'm talking about. As everybody knows, Rush Limbaugh passed away last week. So... I I understand completely how some people couldn't stand him and how other people loved him. I get it. Um, but what I don't get is this. You know, people like Rob Reiner, all right, a, a, a guy who grew up uh, with the privilege. His dad was Carl Reiner. He's a rich kid, and he made it big on All in the Family. But for Rob Reiner to post about Rush Limbaugh, I loathe this effing guy. And then I read lots of equally disgusting, hateful things. Folks, it's okay to not like somebody. It's okay to really disagree with somebody. But there were posts like, you know, burn in hell, Rush Limbaugh. I don't get it. I don't get that. Let me try to think of an example of somebody I can't stand the sight of. Um, okay, I'll give you one. Hillary Clinton. I, I, don't, I don't like her. I, I don't know her. But I don't think I'd like her if I knew her. And, but I would. if she died, I would never go online and go rot in hell or good riddance or this effing woman. I... I don't understand that. I don't understand hate based on nothing more than somebody disagrees with you. I don't hate anybody disagree, but I disagree with lots of people on lots of things. I don't hate them. We need to, we got to stop this. It's just not it, it's not not going well. And and then while I'm thinking about it, um, this morning it came out that uh, you know Coca Cola has decided in their in diversity training to ask their employees to be less white. Don't be so white. What? That's all. I'm not even going to comment further. I don't have to. I don't need to say anymore. And one last thing. These are just little things that, that drive me nuts. This one I think I sort of understand. Some of, sometimes this stuff makes sense. Like, forever the Culligan slogan was, Hey, Culligan man. And they, you know, it was a guy who would come out and soften your water or whatever. Well, they dropped it. 
Now it's just Hey Culligan, because it had man in it. I, I, I actually kind of get that one. I'm sure there are a lot of women who worked for Culligan. And when the reference is, Hey Culligan, man, you're not a man. You're well, That one, okay, I'm okay with that. But this other stuff, try to be less white. What the heck? What? Are you, what? How, how do you do that? Should we all start using the N-word? That would make us less white because white people aren't supposed to do that. If you're black, you can do it. So if we want to be less white, let's start using that word again. Let's start to... Nah, that's enough. Now my story. This is came into my head because of something that happened. We were with another couple, and the woman dropped her glasses. They were sunglasses. She dropped them and broke them. The lens came out. And she wasn't too upset because they were just cheap, you know, cheap sunglasses, actually. But it reminded me of a story that I have not thought of for years. But then when it came into my head, I remembered how completely just bizarre it was and, and here's the story my dad wore glasses for 20 years um, through his 30s 40s 50s somewhere in there about 20 maybe a little over 20 years and then he broke them one day now I don't remember how he broke them I just remember that he broke them I still lived at home I'm a kid and now, now let me let me help some of you who aren't old enough to know this because this is an important part of this. Back in the old days, when you went to get glasses, you went to an optometrist, not an ophthalmologist. Ophthalmologist is an MD. It's a they can perform surgery. They're MDs. An optometrist is someone that, okay, read the third line from the bottom. They, they, they check your eyes, your vision, and they put that goofy-looking thing up. And it goes, is this better or is this better? Is this? And, you know, they, they're thorough, and when they're finished, they have a prescription for your glasses. And, and back then, they would then order your glasses. You pick out frames. You had, like, three choices, tortoise shell, horn rim, or wire rim. That was kind of it. But you order your glasses, and about a week later, you get a call from the optometrist's office. You go, hey, your glasses are in. You know, there was no lens crafters where they do them in an hour. It was a week, and you picked up your glasses. So what had happened was my dad was having headaches, and um, he was trying to find out why. And somebody said, well, maybe... Uh, you need to have your eyes checked. Maybe you're not seeing well. It's giving you a headache. So, you know, he did. He went to our local optometrist and 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 told the, the guy that he had headaches. So the optometrist orders him some glasses. And a week later, my dad's glasses came in. And he wore them for 20 years until he broke them. Now, there, there's a part of the story I don't understand, and, and you, I'll get to it in a second. When he broke his glasses, he realized for the first time that without them, he could see fine. In fact, he couldn't tell any difference in the way he saw without the glasses and when he had the glasses. So he goes to a different optometrist. Because it's been over 20 years, 
and he takes the broken glasses in and, and the lens that came out and he, he tells the guy, you know, we need to, I need some new glasses. So, um, while I'm here, let's just check my eyes, see if I need a stronger prescription or blah, 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 blah. So this second optometrist <laughs> checks my dad's vision. He says, your vision's perfect. And, and then he examines the glasses my dad brought in and he tells my dad, he said, I, I don't really know why, but these glasses have lenses in them that have no prescription. They're just clear glass. They weren't doing anything for your vision. So then, you know, my dad then realized that the first optometrist just sold just to sell him frames ordered him glasses with no prescription with, with clear which means this once he told the doctor i have headaches it was an excuse for the doctor to sell a pair of glasses and my dad would think oh my headaches went away well his headaches went away and they would have gone away anyway but he didn't know that he thought it was the glasses so he wore them think about this Every day for over 20 years, he wore glasses. In a hot, summer, sweaty day, they'd slide down his nose and he'd have to wipe his face and wipe his glasses, clean his glasses. He didn't even need them. And I just, <laughs> that to me is, is just a weird, just a flat-out weird story. And the other doctor just told him, he said, this, whoever this was just saw a reason to sell you a pair of glasses. You don't need glasses. And he didn't. My dad didn't need glasses then until he was much, much older. And then like everybody else, you need reading glasses. And then you know, your eyes start to go south on you. But I just thought, what a strange, what a strange story. Break your glasses and find out you never even needed them. And all those years you put up with all that you have to put up with when you, when you wear glasses. So I, I wore glasses... Wow, from the time I was a little kid, I my eyes were really bad early on, like first, second grade. So I knew that I needed glasses because without them, I can I couldn't see. I couldn't recognize somebody ten feet away. I couldn't tell you who they were. So that's my glasses story, and uh, I do have a joke for you. It is uh, I tell you what. Next time we we do this, maybe I'll spend some time going into. Uh, let's just do it now. We'll do it now. Let's do it now. Make this a little longer podcast. And and it has to do with women and how I'm so glad I am not one, that I'm not a man, that I'm, I'm that I'm not a, not a man, not a woman, that I am a man. I'm glad. And, and here's one of the reasons why. Because we're so judgmental about women and how they look, and we base uh, our opinions on them a lot of times on are they hot, are they not, are they too fat, too skinny, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's tough. It's tough being a woman trying to, you know, please us and, you know, look the way that they think we want them to look. Even, I think, more so than the reverse of that and what you know, the expectations women have of men and the way they look. Which leads me to this. At night, at my house, and this is a common nightly deal. When we get ready like 7, 8 o'clock or whatever to maybe watch uh, something we recorded or something that's coming on, or maybe a movie, whatever, 
Every single time she says, well, let me go wash my face first. If you're not married or you don't live with a woman, you don't have any idea what that means. Here's what it means to a man washing my face. When I wash my face, it means I get a, a washcloth and I like really warm, almost hot water and I put it up in the, on my face. Ah, feels good. And I wipe my face and that's it. No soap. Washing my face, not really washing it. It's just wiping it with a rag. That's it. Takes me a, less than a minute. But when a woman goes to wash her face, when she says this every night, I know, okay, it's going to be a good 20, 30 minutes before we can sit down and watch whatever we're going to wash. Because when women wash their faces, it's a secret ritual. I, I don't, I've never sat through the whole thing and watched it, but I have an idea that it involves about nine or 10 products. It's not just soap, water, whatever. No, no. They have, uh, and, I, and I've looked at my wife's vanity and tried to figure it out. It's, it, it's like going into a chemistry lab and you don't know what you're looking at. There's like 50 or 60 of little pencils. I don't know what they are. They're eyeliner, lip liner, just little pencils, pencil looking things. And then brushes, various brushes and uh uh, powders and lotions and creams and things to hydrate and things to open pores and so when she washes her face she's not really washing her face it's a whole it's a whole routine i think they have a they start with some kind of a like a cream and then that's supposed to remove oil or whatever yeah it gets the oil out of your your skin Yet they'll turn right around and uh, and put on something that does oil or hydrate your skin after they've dried their skin and they have to moisturize their skin. And, and in between all that, there, there's, sometimes there's a mask involved. Like she'll come in to watch TV. Oh, Jason from Friday the 13th. And, and she's wearing a mask. Now, I don't know what that's supposed to do. Draw out something from the pores. I don't know. But they're lotions, creams, they're, they're like little atomizer sprays. Ch -ch 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 -ch. To, to, I saw her do that one time. I said, well, what are you doing misting your face? I'm moisturizing my face. Well, I am too when I put a wet rag on it. That moisturizes it. I don't need to buy a bottle of spritzer from, you know, Paris or something. Women are just, they're just different and they're, they're easy to sell things to. I've said this many, many times. If, you know, in another life, if I have a chance to come back as somebody else, I'm, I'm getting in the cosmetics business because they can't seem to get enough little bitty jars of stuff, little bottles of stuff, sprays and creams, lotions, but they can't get enough of it. No vanity is big enough to handle it all. And I'm not sure it's necessary. I, I think a lot of it is just doing the same thing that the other products are doing. But if you want to sell stuff to women, all you have to do is put in the word age. Put the word ageless in there. They love that. Age defying. Hydrate. Put that in there. And you got to put the word vitamin. I just looked it up like a tube of something she had in there, some cream or something, and it had. 
includes vitamins C, D, E. had a bunch of vitamins that it had in it. Yet, she takes vitamins, lots of vitamins. So if you're taking those, why do you have to push them into your face? You already got them in your body. I don't understand any of it. And we'll never understand it. It's a big business. One that I might have probably should have gone into because it's a pretty simple formula. If you use the right words, age-defying, hydrate, wrinkle-removing, blah, blah, blah. If, if you use all that and, that and somehow try to work in Paris, that seems to be a big deal. And Oh, and clinically proven. I love that one. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. Clinically proven. What does that mean? Clinically proven. Oh, and and number one is a good one. Number one, when it comes to removing wrinkles. Number one, based on what? Number one in your family. Number one, because uh, three of your friends said it was number one. Doesn't mean doesn't mean anything. So, young men, if you're listening and you get married, just be prepared for when your wife says, I got to wash my face, half an hour, half an hour, and multiple products involved to do that. And then uh, one other thing, I just thought of this. When I met my wife and we were dating, lots of times if I would go, I worked two jobs. I worked really, really hard and, and tried to go to school. It wasn't for me, but I'm working, so I didn't have a lot of time. So, after work, when I'm so tired, I'd go maybe by her house. And, and many times, especially if it's late at night, she have curlers on, lots of curlers. And then there were no curlers. My wife didn't wear curlers for 30 years, more. And now they're back. Now she wears curlers. What happened? How did that happen? She wears curlers again. Curlers have made a, made a comeback. She didn't need them for 30 or 35 years. Now she needs them again. I, I don't get that either. But I'm a man, thank goodness. So I wash my face in about 20 seconds. Because I'm bald, I don't have to deal with any of the... I don't even know the hair products. And the names of them, I don't know. I was a kid, I did. I knew, uh, you know, Alberto VO5 and Vitalis and that kind of stuff, but I don't go to a barber. I don't have to do anything. It, it, look, I, here's, on her vanity, there are, and, th and this is not an exaggeration. If you total up the number of little pencils, little jars, tubes, uh, uh, sp spray stuff, uh, colognes, a hundred, easy maybe 150 different little things. You know what's on my vanity? Toothbrush, water pick, um, hmm, bottle of mouthwash down under the vanity, and a shaver, yeah, okay, electric shaver, and some cocoa butter cream, because I like the smell of it. It makes me feel like I'm sitting by a pool on vacation. That's it. That's my stuff. And for me to get ready, the thing that takes the longest for me is uh, shaving. Everything else will be done in a few seconds. So giant difference between, between men and women. And I will say this. She does look a whole lot better than I do. So all that stuff 
I guess, over time, has done something. But I think she could have done it with like a tenth of the stuff that she has. But her skin certainly looks better than mine. Uh, she's in better shape than I am, so who am I? Who am I to criticize? So there you go. Here's the joke. It's a quick one. Guy walks into a psychiatrist's office, and he just starts talking. He goes over, he sits on the couch, and he just starts talking. Psychiatrist hasn't said anything to him. He just starts to start. He says, Doc, I don't know what it is about me, but I might as well be invisible. Nobody listens to me. Nobody ever wants to seem to talk to me. They don't pay any attention to me. I might as well not even be in the room. I don't get any respect. I don't get any acknowledgement. It's like what I say just doesn't matter. Like I don't matter. I might as well not even be there. I don't know what to make of this. Imagine this, Doc, that no matter where you are, no matter what the situation or the circumstance, you're completely irrelevant. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about me. They certainly don't, or what I have to say, or that I'm even in the room. And the psychiatrist says, Next! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Get it? See the evenness that guy? Yeah, you get it. Okay. Well, thank you for putting up with, I don't know, however long this was, 20 minutes, 22, 23. I think longer than that, and I would start boring you. So don't know when the next one will be, whenever I feel like it. And uh, I continue to appreciate your emails and your questions and, and even the fact that I keep getting every day the same question. When are you going to go back on the air? Answers, I don't know. Why don't you do a podcast? Well, I'm doing one now, but I don't think it's going to in any way ever become a regular thing. It's certainly nothing that's ever going to be able to make any money. Do it because, uh, I don't know, I, I kind of miss sh sharing stories and jokes. So thank you for hanging in there, for being patient. Uh, I appreciate it. Tell your friends and neighbors to uh, listen to the podcast. You can do it on our Facebook page, facebook facebook.com slash AM and the PM, or go directly to the platform site, which is anchor.fm slash Frank Opinion. No periods, no spaces, no just Frank Opinion. Anchor.fm slash Frank Opinion. So, um, Oh, and I, I can't forget this. I try to never forget this. Thank a police officer every chance you get. Just let them know. I did it yesterday. I did it to two highway patrol officers I saw walking together, and I just stopped them, and I said, I just want to thank you for what you do, and I hope you understand that I speak for 99.99% .99 of this country when I tell you that we love you and we support you, and uh, we're glad you do what you do for us. Just just do it and watch what happens. Watch it light them up and make their day. Not enough people do it, and they don't do it often enough. So you could join me and, and do it every chance you get. They'd appreciate it. I don't really know how to close this anymore, except just to say what I said at the end of the show when we were on the air. Um, 
I used to say, for example, today is Monday. So I'd say, have a great Monday evening. So I'll just say, I got, you know what? I need to think about this, how to close the show. So for now, I'll just say, I'll catch you next time.